This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, Season 2. It's a radio show and podcast about the goings-on in our region under the new normal. I'm producer Gary Farrow. Hamilton City Council and the City of Kirikiriroa are celebrating a major milestone in the construction of a new bridge across the Waikato River. It will link Hillcrest and the Hamilton Gardens with Peacocks, forming part of the Ring Road, which will help traffic movement throughout the entire city and indeed the region. I spoke with Andrew Parsons from Hamilton City Council, who is Executive Director of Strategic Infrastructure, to find out more about just how much thought and how much effort and how much time has been put into this bridge project. range of roles in Hamilton City um, over the course of the project we're about to talk about. Um, my current role is Executive Director for Strategic Infrastructure uh, and part of that includes um, responsibility for the infrastructure delivery in, in the Peacock area. So what is the milestone that has just been reached in the construction uh, of the bridge leading over to the what is to become the Peacock area? Yeah, it's a very significant milestone, Gary, that we're particularly proud of. What we've what we've achieved is um, essentially completion of the central pier um, that will support the bridge um, mid-span. Um, so the central pier is a pretty significant structure. Um, it's taken um, considerable planning uh, and considerable uh, fabrication off-site over the last um, 12 months or so. Um, it's um, just short of, it's in the range of sort of four to 500 tonnes of steel. Um, and yesterday um, we lifted the final section into place. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty significant achievement and we're pretty proud of it. So just this one pier is four to 500 tonnes? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the only, it's the only uh, pier uh, on the bridge structure. Um, so, and, and this pier is located uh, outside of the river um, water flow on the south side of Peacock. Um, it's an interesting bridge in my view because um, half of the span is over the Waikato River and then the other half of the span on the south side is, is over land because on the south side um, the land is quite low lying. Um, so the central pier, uh, whilst it's in the middle of the bridge, is, is actually out of the water and on the south side uh, of the river. There'd be a lot of variance and considerations that you'd have to make when you're building in an environment like that. Um, all of the crews working there, um, this isn't a, a real engineering feat, isn't it? It, it absolutely is. Um, 
there's no bridge structure like it in the country. Um, you know, it's something that you know, the council has um, selected and signed off on, um, and we've been tasked with with, with building. Um, so everything everything is is a bespoke and custom approach, um, which which is what makes it such an exciting project to be part of. How many years of planning have there been um, to reach this point in the construction? And I imagine the p- plan would be evolving as the project has taken place. So, so there's two, there's two um, planning considerations. So one, one is the planning for the opening up of Peacock um, in general for, for urban development and housing. And that, that planning has been happening for over 30 years um, and it's been progressing through various um, milestones um, you know, since around 1989. Um, in terms of the bridge itself, um, we did a lot of the planning as a city in, in partnership with Wakakatahi NZTA, um, starting off uh, around sort of the late uh, 2010 period, which culminated in, in what's technically known as a notice of requirement in 2013. So that, that's where um, all of the transport links uh, and the brick itself were, were, were publicly consulted on um, through a, you know, a very, very formal process um, using independent commissioners. And that's where a lot of the environmental considerations, um, alignment of infrastructure considerations were all, all undertaken. Uh, so yeah, the plan has been in planning for for many many years. Um, one of the big challenges has been the funding of the infrastructure, because uh, you can appreciate it's um, pretty expensive opening up a new growth front in general. Um, but because we've done it advanced a lot of the planning over such a long period of time, when the government of the day uh, announced a billion dollar housing stimulus package. Um, which was then known as the Housing Infrastructure uh, Fund, uh, we were in a good position to put up the Peacock area as a potential contender for that fund, and we were successful in securing $290.4 million, which is essentially uh, is a package of subsidy from Wakakatahi, which we never pay back, and the, the balance is an interest-free loan from, from central government. Um, all of that planning over that time put us in a position to be able to bid for this fund. We were successful in the fund, and then in, uh, on the 28th of June 2018, council uh, signed the contract with the government that released the money, and the rest is history. That's an immense amount of amount of money that has been made um, available uh, for this project, um, which. Uh, Waikakata, he basically recognises this as of uh, national significance, effectively, doesn't it? I don't think it's formally recorded as, as being nationally significant. I, I think it would be fair to say it's um, absolutely regionally significant. Um, ultimately, these corridors you know, will reach to the south and connect to the expressway, which is which is uh, about to be opened in the very near future. Um, these corridors will also provide, uh, in the fullness of time, connections between the CBD and even ultimately to the airport. Um, those those longer-term connections aren't funded yet, 
but the minimum infrastructure to leverage the housing outcomes, so it's this bridge and some other parts, such as wastewater, etc., they are funded in this $290 million. Um, but you know, we're, 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 we're constantly looking at ways to unlock funding for the balance. Now, there have been a lot of other developments uh, going on in the vicinity of uh, where the bridge is as well. Um, has bridge construction work been dependent on the completion of various stages in the Ring Road interchange, which is um, being set up near Hamilton Gardens and Hillcrest as well? Because, I mean, that is an engineering project in itself that needs to align perfectly with the bridge yeah the, the the peacock bridge and the peacock infrastructure is not dependent on um, the completion of the ring road um, it, it can it could actually be built standalone but they do need to be integrated as you quite rightly put uh, point out um, and when the design was undertaken for the completion of the ring road it was it was done in such a way with the bridge in mind, particularly in terms of trying to get um, the best um, and most cost-effective river crossing um, outcomes possible, because um, you know, crossing the river is the high-cost item, and what you do when you complete the ring road can impact on those costs. So they were, whilst they're independent and they don't need to be constructed as a package, uh, it's just coincidental that they are being constructed at the same time, they were certainly designed the visibility of the whole network that was going to be created. What challenges have been involved in building over the river gully? For example, uh, there will have been earthworks, tree felling, uh, possible retaining works that have been needed. Um, you've said it is a very unique situation because of how the uh, the the pier of the bridge is in the middle of the bridge, but it's also on a piece of um, land. So it's a very, um, a very variable environment that you're working with down there. Yeah, you're quite right. Um, yeah, the, the, the bridge is very complex. Um, Impressed upon you just how complex this this bridge is uh, to build. Um, what we've we've also recognised that. You know, the, the river banks and the river margins are inherently unstable as well. Um, you might recall over the years, you know, there, there, there's sections of the riverbank walkway through the CBD that's been closed or there's been isolated slips here and there um, throughout the whole city along the river. Um, this bridge has been designed to be able to withstand a significant earthquake event or um, an environmental, natural environmental erosion. So the bridge, whilst, whilst it is a challenging environment, the bridge is intended to be uh, completely standalone from, from what might happen in the future just with natural erosional movement of the river. Um, the piles that support the bridge are, are pretty significant, um, each one of which goes below sea level. Um, so there's, there are pile sets on the northern embankment, there's a pile set in the south of Peacock, and then there's a pile set under the central pier that we just talked about earlier. Um, so they're all being designed, recognising the, the geotech challenges that exist in the area, but also recognising um, strategic importance of this infrastructure and the need for it to be operational 
know, if there's an earthquake or if there's erosion or, or climate change type events, because the bridge is just not for traffic, it's for lifeline services as well. You know, so, you know, power, for example, or gas. I think that's a really interesting um, bit to bring some focus to, that this is not all about traffic. I mean, for a start, it's about pedestrians. Like you say, it's to do with power and gas as well. So this bridge really is a huge um, artery for the city in general, um, rather than just for cars travelling over to Peacocks. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, um, what I would say is... Uh, a, a limited portion of the bridge deck will be available for cars um, if, if you're interested in that. So the, the bridge itself um, would, would be built um, as a four-lane uh, bridge, um, so there's no need to widen it. But what I might um, press on you is that it will not be four lanes for cars, um, that it'll be two lanes for cars, so one in and one out, uh, with the with the remaining two lanes available for uh, you know, bus um, configuration, you know, non single occupancy type vehicles, um, and also uh, has walking and cycling facilities on both sides of the bridge, um, and these facilities will be far wider than anything we've got on any of the other bridges in the city. Um, just recognising you know, walking and cycling corridors, and uh, you know. There's quite a, a, a mix of vehicles that use walking, cycling corridors now, from you know, conventional people-powered bikes to electric bikes to scooters, um, to mobility scooters and pedestrians. And so, these these the provision for those uh, on this bridge will be much wider to try and get a better and a safer outcome um, for people who who are going to be walking and cycling. Um, the bridge itself, interestingly, has I call it the little bridge. There's a little bridge that will go across it, over top of it, on the north side with a curve in it, um, and it will be a stunning uh, feature. And what that will do is, is connect the Tiawa Cycleway on the north side across into Hunkerford Crescent and into the, into the Hamilton Gardens area without the need to go up to the ring road and, and cross you know, all of those intersections up there that you'll have your, your, this dedicated route along the riverbank over the Peacock Bridge, um, possibly one of the highest vantage points actually, it's up near the Trig, so it should be a stunning view. Um, that little pedestrian bridge will be the last piece to be completed um, when, we, when we finish the project in mid to late 2023. That's fantastic, so it's, going, it's, it's really a, um, it's really more than a bridge, this piece of infrastructure. I think so. Um, there's, what I haven't mentioned is just the scale of the cultural uh, input um, as well. So that's another aspect that we're very um, proud of. So you know, we've partnered um, with um, Iwi, um, directed uh, by Waikato Tainui, and have those representatives have participated in, in actual design decisions and and mitigations and cultural considerations right from the very start and are you know, deeply embedded into the project. So I think I think you'll see something at the end that has that has um, you know recognises 
the cultural significance of the area, the the, the, the history uh, to the area, but it also means it's not just going to be um, you know, some carved art panels or, or whatever. It's going to be it's going to be much more than that. So if, if I give you an example, so the central pier, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a it's a it's a lattice type structure in a V shape. So the lattice has come about from the cultural input. So that's the lattice that represents the eel baskets that were used to catch eels in the Waikato River. Um, there's going to be significant carvings into the concrete. Now, those carvings, they've all been hand-done uh, um, uh, by iwi artists um, in the MDF, and then from the MDF, we can create a silicon mould and then from that create the, the concrete panelling. So what you get is incredibly fine detail where you can see the individual uh, hand, you know, traditional carving marks as opposed to just a, a concrete input, um, you know, standard uh, imprinted stencil, so it really will it really will look stunning, um, and it will it's a cultural gateway into the south of the Hamilton area. It's a real step forward then, because we see on um, uh, motorway infrastructure works uh, throughout New Zealand, they have a very, you know. Um, Aesthetically pleasing, but very uh, some very generic uh, configurations and shapes on the uh, on the concrete walls. But this is going to be something else. It will be, and there's there's a lot you won't see. So the things I've talked about will be some of the things you'll see. But you know, but the contribution you get. Um, is far more significant than, than that when you when you bring iwi into a project. So you know, for example, um, you know, people might be aware that there are significant bat habitat in the Tigra area along the riverbank. So you know, the, how we're managing that um, is is a pretty significant moment for us, and we've been building uh, a bat habitat. The bridge itself is designed so it can can you know, quote unquote be seen. Uh, by a bat. So, for example, a cable say bridge with cables is less likely to be seen by a bat uh, flying around. There's lizard habitat, been investing in um, creating lizard habitat for a few years now. Um, the stormwater is not about capturing stormwater and simply piping it into the nearest water body or, or river. The stormwater system captures the water but um, then uh, cleaned it uh, through the types of plants that we're putting in wetlands and things to remove any contaminants, heavy metals, phosphorus, nitrogen. So, you know, what's returned to the environment is as um, is as clean as it possibly could be. Plus, as you know, as I've already said, this this infrastructure will actually enable a transport mode shift into the future. We've tried, to, you know, we've tried to plan for that as much as we can. And we'll, we'll never be able to read the future 100%. But this bridge, um, again, unlike some of the other bridges, it can it's it's agile, so that it has the structure. The top deck can be reconfigured at any time in the future. So if someone says, "Well, we won't have any private cars on it," the bridge can handle that. Um, you know, it's uniform right across from edge to edge in terms of, of how it's being designed and the loads that it can carry. 
So it gives us the maximum transport flexibility going forward into the next you know, 20, 30, 50, 100 years. So um, it sounds like uh, with all these construction works having gone on um, and um, there's obviously, um, uh, we're only, I guess, halfway for now? Yeah, there's, so the, the, the bridge itself um, is scheduled to be completed uh, mid to late 2023. Um, and that's when we'll be able to see people use the bridge. Um, but there's more to the um, Peacock infrastructure than just the bridge. And so there's transport connections that reach down further into Peacock. Um, there's a, an essential wastewater service um, that's done the construction at the moment. Uh, the pipeline for that, which extends up the entire eastern side of the city up towards um, um, the Cars Road, Gorton Road area, that's largely complete now. Um, so there's a whole, been a whole uh, package and program of works. Some are completed, um, some parts are, aren't, but are under construction, and there's a, there's a few still to come. Um, but once this bridge is in, and the wastewater, um, uh, major wastewater pumping station is complete, they're scheduled to be complete around the same time in that mid to that 2023 period. Once, that's, once they're both complete, then, um, then housing development can occur. And there are a number of developers there just waiting for that moment. They've got subdivision consents and you know, they are ready to go, which is great. This is going to be a game changer for Hamilton City. I think so because I know I know it's a greenfield development, which you know, some people have views on. But uh, what I would say is it's it's an area of scale. It's over seven hundred hectares, and it's it's proximity to the CBD and to Hamilton East is second to none. You know, it's only a couple of kilometres as the crow flies. Obviously, a lot longer. Um, you know, if you have to travel by road, but um, you know, it's it's pretty close to some of the you know to the university, to the hospital, to the CBD, to the Hamilton East uh, precinct. Um, no other greenfield area enjoys that 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 kind of proximity. Um, so yeah, I think I think it will be a game changer. It's rolling topography, which is something you don't necessarily get in, in some of the um, other greenfield areas around the city. Um, so I think there's a lot going for it. Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook and find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.